time you come on over, I just wanna listen. I know you got some issues, and I know that you just miss him. I got a fever just to see you feeling like a stalker, and didn't know I'm really good at making you feel awkward. Alright, so today is my birthday, actually. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm actually like right now. I'm like more cake than man. I just ate really a lot of what kind uh, of cake did you eat? I had a lot of yellow cake with chocolate frosting all over it. Oh my god! <sighs> oh my yeah. god! I love just yellow cake. Yeah, well, that, that is like my prime favorite cake. It's yellow uh-huh. cake with chocolate frosting. Oh my uh-huh. god! Ugh, it's the best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> so you ate basically. You ate half the cake. And everyone else ate the recipe. <laughs> oh, no, no. The funny thing is she accidentally bought, um, I guess, like, you know, those trick candles when you blow them and they don't go off? Like, <laughs> she bought them. She but, bought that? But she your didn't, mom? She didn't know she bought them. So she's like, all right, Vince, blow your candles. So I'm blowing them. And then um, I'm blowing it. And then they won't go off. So I'm all blowing, I'm blowing, I'm blowing. And they're not going out. So my brother starts trying to help me. And he's blowing. And she's holding it like, no. And I'm like, mom, the fire's gonna catch on you. You're gonna go and get on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But so, what happened? How did you guys? Oh, we just ended up throwing the, the candles in the sink and then like oh. turning the water on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so the thing with me is I've always hated parties. I had like I had like I had like some of my friends text me today, like, oh, are you doing anything for your birthday? Um, are you going out drinking tonight? And I'm like, eh. the thing is, I don't really like doing stuff. Where I'm, I don't like going to parties or having parties when I'm the center of it. And I, I mean, last year, a lot of people, last year, so many people were asking me if I wanted to do anything that I ran off to Thailand for my birthday. Yeah, you literally year. left the country. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, I, I did a party because I wanted to go, but I think the pressure and anxiety, like, of me just like awkwardly saying, I don't want to do anything. Just, I like, the best excuse is just to leave the country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally just for two days, which was awesome. It worked out in the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I like that it's more about you, kind of like, it's like, you're like, I don't want people to celebrate me in a way, but I want to celebrate my birthday. It's like all about you, really, which I like. Yeah, we, well, as yeah. it should be, right? It's our special yeah. day, so like, we should have whatever we want. I'm yeah, just yeah. typically, and like, yeah, it's not called mutually awkward or nothing, like, so that, what I want to do is just, you know, my, yeah, my mom, my, my brother, a, a nice dinner, you know, some cake, and that's pretty, that's, I'm good to go. It's a good birthday. I call it a birthday. Um, so some interesting things happened. So yesterday, my mom was actually going through, like, our um, closet space and a lot of, um, like, pulling out old things. And we found a lot of interesting things. Like, first of all, she pulled out... Like these really old photo albums of you of not I mean of me like oh my god there's like a photo album of me as a kid in my Boy Scout uniform I didn't even think those photos I, I honestly never thought I just felt uh, I don't remember any of these photos I just assumed our family just doesn't take pictures but there's photos of me as a kid wearing my Boy Scout uniform there's pictures of me like eating ice cream there's a photo of me at the Grand Canyon when I'm like eight years old oh my god I didn't see those photos it's crazy I was I was thinking I was like wow I wish I could show these to my friends but but they're like literally physical photos or polaroids yeah scan those <laughs> I, no i have this thing where i like i need to know like if i especially if i'm close friends with that person i'm like i need to see your past i need to look at your photos <laughs> i need to look at your baby photos <laughs> this past is crazy i have like i didn't even think high school photos of me existed like we've, i found my prom photos i found like what yeah. you went to prom 
Yeah. And like, and then like, I f- oh my god, I have to see this. And then we found like <laughs> photos of like old, old relatives, like generations back. Like we Whoa. found, we found like the typical mean, mean-looking Jewish lady photo. Oh like my god. Super black, and we found like my grandparents when they were young, like before they moved to the West Coast, and like. It was. We were like, "What the fuck? This is crazy!" Like, I found my. I think I saw my grandfather's navy photos. Wow, you know, I love. I I don't know. There's something. I just love looking at old photos, especially if it, even if it's people I don't know. I'm like really interested. But it's like if I know that person and then I see like your great grandfather, I'm like, "Whoa, this is like pre-Vince." It is. You know? Yeah. It feels like it's a story, right? And it's this is like the setup to your story. You know, and that's how I always feel about that. That's why I love looking at people's uh, baby and childhood photos, because to me, I'm like, I'm reading your history. And now I know why you are the way you are in a way. Now, you use two keywords that are important for what I want to say, history and story. Because one thing I did find was an old school project from fourth grade. And I think this shows a lot of why I'm into the, my current creative projects. So in fourth grade, we had this project where we had to like write a story um, over Christmas break. And I ended up finishing the story really short. And I don't, I, maybe I didn't pay attention to what the actual project was because everyone just turned out like essay stories, like in paper, right? I uh-huh. found this old project from fourth grade of, of a book that I, of a book I actually made with like proper binding. And wow. yeah, it has proper binding. It has like a, it has like a summary in the back. It has a table of contents and like, and, and it's, and it's like a story with illustrations that I drew about like these three little kids who went, a, a little nerdy kid and, and three little kids and their cat build a time machine to go back to the dinosaur time. And Excuse me. Wow. That's so, isn't that kind of freaky? Yeah. And like it, how this is, so you, because the thing is like, I think the difference between you and me is like, I remember everything in my past. Like I remember all the projects I did and stuff, but you didn't, right? So yeah. you like completely forgot this existed. And then I meet you now and you give me a book called Time Cat. You know, you introduced me to Doctor Who, all this stuff. And then you go back and then I tell you about zines and stuff, you know, and then you go back in your timeline basically and you uncover the first zine you ever made about, like, time traveling. Dude, and I, I can't believe how, like, yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Like, I was always into time traveling. And it must've, this must have been made around the time Jurassic Park came out because, like, it's all about dinosaurs. Let me, let me, cause I, I would like to read at least one page Please for do. the podcast. If you, Please if, do. If you like what you hear, I'll read more. Because the whole book is only, like, nine pages. And each page is just, like, one paragraph. And each paragraph is one chapter. <laughs> okay. First, tell us the title. What okay, the title is just called Dinosaurs. I, you know what? I'll take a photo of the cover and send it to you so you can see what it looks like. Maybe it could be this, maybe it could be this episode's cover. I think it, sh- I think it should yeah. be. But I think it should be. It's gonna blo- like it blows my mind. Like, I didn't even know there's binding on it. Okay, so let me read the So, use table of contents, chapter one. Okay, chapter one of my story. Once there were three boys, Tom, Fred, and Junior. <laughs> One day, Tom and Fred visited Junior. Guess what, said Junior. I made a time machine. Yeah, right, said Tom, as his cat, Jan, ran into the time machine. (laughs) (laughs) Want to test it, Junior asked. Okay, said Fred. Junior closed the door. They saw buttons, a steering wheel, and more. (laughs) Exclamation point. (laughs) Junior Junior pressed a button. And some numbers were getting smaller. They were headed to the past. And then chapter two is next. Do you want to see where this goes? I see you just read the whole book. 
Yeah, I think it'll only take like five minutes of the episode. Okay. Okay. Chapter two. When the time machine stopped, they went outside. This is the age of the dinosaurs, Junior said. No way, said Fred. I don't believe it, said Tom. They decided to hide the time machine in some trees away from the dinosaurs. They found a cave and made a fire. (laughs) When it was night, Fred asked, why can't we go home? I want to take a dinosaur egg with me, Junior answered. (laughs) Junior will drop us off at the right year tomorrow. Now go to sleep, said Tom. (laughs) Okay, chapter three. The next day, Tom, Junior, Fred, and Jan went to go to the time machine. It was gone. Whoa. Maybe we put it somewhere else, said Junior. As the boys looked, Jan explored, never far from the boys. Jan smelled something and followed it. She found a very big dinosaur. (laughs) Chapter four. She made a loud meow and ran. When she saw the boys, she jumped into Tom's arms. What's wrong? He asked his cat. That's wrong, said Fred, pointing to a very big dinosaur. (laughs) I wish you could just see how I typed it, too. Oh, you typed it? It wasn't handwritten? No, I typed, I actually typed this out. And and I typed it and I I cut out the pages and glued it into the binding. Wow, okay. Yeah. I'll like I'm like I'll take a couple photos to show it. To you. Maybe I'll bring it to you next time we hang out too. Like the uh-huh. first scene. The first uh, scene. <laughs> All right. So ah, Tom and Fred screamed together. Fred and Tom ran away with a shaking Jan in Tom's arms. I think the dinosaur ate Junior," said Fred. <laughs> then something fell to the ground. Junior's glasses with blood on them. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Where would this story go? <laughs> Would you give me those, said a voice. It was Junior's voice. The two boys and Cat looked up. Junior was sitting on a very, very long neck. I was so scared that I wasn't thinking it wouldn't eat us, said... I was so scared that I wasn't thinking it wouldn't eat us, said Tom. Hmm, that doesn't make sense. Me too, said Fred. And then here I have an illustration of um, the time machine builder, um, Junior, sitting on top of a, a brontosaurus. Nice, nice. And the cat and the two other boys are like looking down in complete horror, looking up in complete <laughs> horror. And obviously, I'm draw, I'm trying to draw this tree from Jurassic Park. It's like full of like crazy branches, like the ones they sit on. <laughs> All right, chapter six. How did you get up there? Asked Fred. And how did the blood get on your glasses? When we were looking for the time machine, a plant poked me. And when the dinosaur came, I climbed up a tree and climbed up on its head while it was eating. I saw some blood and wiped it with one of my hankies. Then, when I wanted to clean my glasses, I got the wrong hanky from my pocket, and when I was done, I dropped my glasses. <laughs> That's quite the explanation, I know. Yes. <laughs> the boys headed back to the cave. It was very hot, and the d- day had just begun. Chapter 7. Back at the cave, Tom took a nap. Fred and Junior talked, and Jan was bored sick, so she went outside. She saw a little dinosaur. It was asleep. It opened one eye and saw his snack. Jan ran away, but the little dinosaur was right behind her. Jan ran up a tree, and when the little dinosaur was gone, she ran back to the cave. So I guess that page was supposed to be like like the cat's adventure. Mm. Okay, chapter 8. The boys looked for the time machine again. I see it, Fred shouted. I see the time machine. Where? asked Junior as Fred climbed down the pile of rocks. They heard a loud roar. Over there, he pointed. 
the boys ran and saw a T-Rex right behind them. And now I have the picture of the three boys and a T-Rex chasing them. Um, one boy is wearing a hat sideways. <laughs> the guy, who, Junior, who created the time machine, I must have based him off Charlie Brown because he's bald and he's wearing a yellow <laughs> shirt. And, he's wearing, and he has glasses. Yeah, he's wearing glasses, but you can't see his glasses. They're just white. So, <laughs> he must have been, maybe he's based off, um, what's his name, from Futurama a little bit too. Because he has glasses just like that. Uh, the professor. Oh. Maybe, I don't know, was Futurama on back then? I don't think so. Maybe. It might have been actually. I don't know. It's an old show. <laughs> oh, no, there was a professor from The Simpsons too though. He looked exactly the same. Ah, okay, that makes sense. There we go. And then the other guy, he's dressed in like a, a one piece black, all black. His hair is combed kind of like an emo. And I don't, <laughs> this is oh. the beginning of Vince's emo face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chapter, chapter nine. Um, two, one more chapter after this. The boys and the cat ran. They saw, they saw the spot where they hid the machine. They ran toward the trees. Tom, Fred, Jr., and Jan ran into the time machine. The T-Rex found a way through the trees and knocked several over. Junior pressed a button. The numbers on the panel were getting bigger. Chapter 10. When they were back at Junior's house, they had a soda. (laughs) Junior told them that tomorrow he was going to the future. He also said he was going to make a robot. (laughs) Before they left, Junior said to come over on Friday to try out this new video game he made. Well, he's quite the... He's quite a busy boy. (laughs) As Tom and Jan walked home, Tom thought, I'm never going into that boy's time machine again. (laughs) Wow, that was really good. Oh, and here's here's an about the author. Mm -hmm. Just to be clear, I haven't read this. Like, when I found this story yesterday, I I just skimmed through it, but this is my first time reading it. Like, as an adult ever. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so okay, so Vincent, I'm not going to say my last name, but Vincent lives in Baldwin Park, California. He is 10 years old. He was born in Montebello. He is enrolled in Central Elementary School and is attending the fourth grade. He likes dinosaurs and is the best video game player in his house. The end. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> That's my, well, I mean, I was only 10 years old. I mean, how much, I don't have much of a biography at that point. <laughs> Um, so what, what do you think of my first, um... I thought that was really good. A really good story. Because I think I was writing stories then, too, but they weren't as, like... The only part that didn't make sense was when... The part you said it didn't make sense, when they were like, I didn't know he was not gonna eat us, or whatever. But everything else, it could have been, like, an actual children's book. Oh, thank you. It was, like, I, like there was a plot twist, you know? Like, yeah. they couldn't find a time machine. And then, like... You know, the boy's glasses falls. And, I mean, blood. And I was, with blood. I was so funny. Like, his long explanation. <laughs> I'm going to start digging through my old stories, too, because I don't think I was as sophisticated with plot twists and stuff. But maybe I was. Because, actually, I wrote a story about space. Oh. And planets. Like, in, um, but I was in eighth grade, I think. And I, it was, like, really... But we were all supposed to make it, like, a book and stuff. But it was, like... But basically, it was about clones or something. I don't know. It was weird. It was, like, about, like, you're in space, but you have, like, a clone. And everyone had a clone or whatever. And their na- their names were, like, Xerox. <laughs> basically, <laughs> it was, like, Xerox. <laughs> and a copier. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah. Wow. That was really cool. Uh, you know, now like the memories are coming back from this project. I remember I actually, I think I turned in this. 
I thought it was due after Christmas break, but it was due like a week later. So like I was the only one to turn something in. And when other people, kids turned their things in, they were just like sheets of paper with stories written down on it. So I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? No one else put all this work into it. Like, my, yeah, mine was like this binded thing with illustrations and chapters and like, and yeah, everyone wrote these like really normal stories. And I was like, wow. I felt, I think I, as a kid, I felt kind of bad. It's like, wh- why did I do this? What? But now I'm looking at it now. I'm like, wow, this is actually a pretty cool thing. What? I so did. your teacher never said like, wow, Vince, you like worked extra hard. You should consider being a writer. You know what? If I, if it would have been my teachers in the next two years, they would have said something. I remember my fourth grade teacher. She was kind of a shitty teacher. That sucks because that is such like from a teacher's perspective as if I'm a teacher. I would have been like, wow, like the fact that you put in so much effort, like you really love this project because you first of all, yeah, like you put in so much effort making it and then you turn it in a week early, you know, and not knowing. But the thing is, you didn't know, but it's like subconsciously you probably were just like, oh, my God, you know, and I I don't know. I would have been like, Vince, be a writer, work with dinosaurs, you know, (laughs) And you know what? I I suddenly remember like like around this time, like okay, you know what? I think I was making this kind of stuff, kind of like zine stuff almost way before we started our our zine cuz I can just thinking about cuz I typed this out on a computer. I remember in 6th grade, um my 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 circle of friends which just consisted of me and two other buddies, we we created a private newsletter circulated between the three of us. And we would write like Star Wars fan fiction in it and like you were, ha- like you know these things it's like we forget that they've been, you know, like, it's, like, part of our history. Because you've been doing it, like, before now, right? Because this was, like, and it's not even, like, oh, before hours. It's, like, this was, like, what, 20 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> and it That's was before. I did, and I didn't even know other people did it. We were just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember, Um. well, I did a family newsletter, but it was kind of forced by my mom like she wanted us to make this family newsletter and it wasn't a newsletter it was like a magazine and we were supposed to have issues like every month or whatever and the rest of my cousins and my sister they're like fuck this you know i like my mom was really into she even made a spread herself you know but i i think that for me that was my first introduction to graphic design and i really liked it i had a lot of fun doing it and stuff and um and i think from that point i was oh i mean i was always writing and I didn't really make books and stuff, but I always, like, was making some sort of thing like that. But that's – I think that's really interesting. Because you never – because before oh, this, you never shared – like, you never told me any of these things because I think you forgot and stuff. And now it's like, whoa, it's all coming together. It all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, cause I, yeah, I would have told you before because like, it would have connected to what we were doing. I just never mm-hmm. thought about it until, like, my mom pulled all these old stuff out. Um, well, you should. Fi- we should make it a thing now where we find all of our, our childhood stories and just read them on the podcast. I have. Okay, I hope I didn't throw those away because I. I usually I used to save all my stuff. Just I still do. I don't know why I did it, but next month I was actually going to throw out stuff, but now I'm going to like keep the ones that are worth it, you know. But um, yeah, that's. Oh my god, that was so cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah. So that is my my. Thing into the past um you tell me you had a couple crazy things that happened to you this week i had two cries of the week one was at work um it wasn't really like a huge cry but i was at my desk and like two tears came out and stuff and i think one coworker saw me it's just it's just but, drama and stress yes but the second cry of the week happened the very next day like so i had a really stressful day at work i went home I was like, you know what? Tomorrow will be a better day. I think I had Facebooked Vince, and I, you even said, like, yeah, tomorrow will be a better day. I'm like, yeah. So I wake up, 
bit late, and I'm walking to work, and then there's, I get to the cross street, it's a small street, and I do see two cops, and, but there were, like, no cars, and I have jaywalked in front of cops before, and they didn't say anything, and everyone jaywalks in front of cops and they don't say anything. I knew it was a bad decision, but it was one of those moments where you're just like, fuck it, I've had a shitty day, what else could possibly go wrong, kind of thing. So I fucking cross the street immediately this cop is just right in front of me and he was saying to me and he's like why did you cross the street did you not see the red light and i was like uh i'm late to work and he was like do you speak Cantonese?" i was like no he's like can i see your id i was like yeah give him my id and then the other cop came over he's like let me handle this so the other shit. cop goes away but i think the other cop was way nicer because that one cop who came up to me he looked super pissed and the other cop was like calmer and he was like here let me handle it so the other cop walked across the street and he was like, he took down my contact information and he was just like, you know, why did you do that? And I was like, yeah, I'm just late, you know, and I just wasn't thinking. He's like, okay, and stuff. He's like, yeah, because we're legally, we have to like, you know, we're legally obliged to stop people if they cross the street on a red light, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so we're going to, we're going to like fine you for about 300 to $500. Is that Okay. I was like, yeah, I guess. Like, what am I supposed to do? No, can I lower it to like 100 Hong Kong dollars? You know? So I was just like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, okay. I was like, bye. And then, so I actually have a feeling, hopefully, that cop, because he wrote it just on a notepad, I'm like, maybe he'll rip it up later. I'm hoping. Because I think if the other cop took my stuff, he would have like. Find you a thousand dollars. Yeah, find me. That other cop is literally like punching, he's punching the wall. He's like holding this guy. Give me a reason. I'm so tired of these fucking jaywalkers. They can they run this town? I see so one more jaywalker. Though. She doesn't yeah, even say Cantonese. I'm going to murder somebody today. Yeah, he was so mad. And the other guy was like, let me take care of it. And so I'm like, okay. So for me, there's a 50-50 chance that they won't send me anything. I hope not. At this point, I'm like, I didn't even give a shit. Like, I'm just like, I don't well, Was care. this your first time in life ever getting ticketed for jaywalking? Yes. yes. I last yes. got ticketed for jaywalking i was running late too it was in 2006 it was when i went to a design college and i was running late to catch the bus and so i'm running across the street and out of nowhere this cop this really fat cop on a motorcycle pulls up and he sees me jaywalking and he's like why were you jaywalking and i'm like had to, i was trying to catch the bus and he's like you're not supposed to jaywalk so he gives me a ticket for 40 bucks i was i was like pissed off i was like and and the way i, I don't i don't know how you pay tickets in hong kong but here i had to actually go to the courthouse to pay it mm. and holy yeah, shit what a scumbag fest the courthouse i had never been to one before and it was just full of like worst humans everywhere just a long and everyone's this like long line i guess of people like having to pay tickets or or like go to court and stuff and i just hated me there and i was like and i felt like and I just said, oh, God, I hope nobody sees me here. Um, luckily, I, luckily, it was a fast transaction. I just paid the $40 and I left. But, man, like, I, I mean, I still jaywalked after that. But I- It just, to me, it was ironic because I actually, so in the States, I never jaywalk. I never. Because the streets are bigger. The cars, they're not used to pedestrians jaywalking. So I don't do that. But in Hong Kong, everyone fucking jaywalks. Like, literally everybody. Like, when I was getting fined 10 feet in front of me, it was the big street, and everyone was jaywalking, you know, which which was, the, for me, the bullshit of it all, and then the irony of it all, and also just, I was just, like, my just shitty day, you know, like, because of yesterday, the previous day, so that was what pissed me off, and I was just, so I was walking to the MTR station, and I just couldn't handle it, I just started tearing up, because I was just, like, so upset, and then when I 
got through the like ticket thing, I had to ask one of the MTR staff like, "Where's the bathroom?" And she took me to the bathroom, and I just like cried in the bathroom because I was really sad and really pissed off, and I was just like, "I can't go to work because otherwise I would have lost it in the train, you know, in front of all these people." So I was like crying, and for me, I never cry in public. Yeah. Um. Never. So even if I was in the bathroom, it was kind of a big deal to me. Like, wow, I really am losing it, you know. But I was also like, whatever, you know. Like, I had a rough week, you know. Got to let it out and stuff. And I haven't cried since, which is good. Um. But there were moments where I thought I was gonna cry, but I didn't. So, anyways, I'm really happy. I'm taking basically, I would say, like mental health days, Monday and Tuesday. Because I totally need it. Like, literally, like, at work, when I go there, I'm about to lose it. So, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that, that was my week. That's totally best. Oh, yeah, yeah. so you're finally having a chill a chill couple chill couple days. So, those are your cries of the week. My cries of the week. Um, I, ha- I ran into some worst humans today. Oh, you did? Because ever you, yesterday, you were like, <laughs> I haven't had any worst humans No, yet. I don't know if it's me just being a little much of... Okay, this could either be worst humans or... Or am I an asshole? asshole. Okay, so today... <laughs> so today, um, even though it was my birthday, I had the work. Um, I'm editing a music video right now, and I had promised the director that we have to like send the video out to the band's... PR company by Sunday, and I told them it's my birthday today, so I don't want to. I don't want. I, I'm not gonna be working that night, so I'm gonna get it done um, in the late afternoon. So but I was really sleepy today, so I was like, "All right, you know, I need to get a five-hour energy at 7-Eleven to wake up." So I walk to 7-Eleven, is near where I live, and I'm in there, and I see this really obese couple in the 7-Eleven with this kid, and they are buying, and they they're holding up the line, and they are buying at least like four bags of like, Doritos and Fritos. And like, I don't even, these really sugary chips and like four hot dogs and a giant Coke. And then, and then they hold up the line because they're getting more chips. And I'm just like looking like, wow, this, I'm back in America. This is life. And then, so I pay for my five hour energy. I go outside and the guy, morbidly obese man, is already like finishing off his hot dog outside of his car as they're about to like drive off. And I'm just shaking my head like this is Worse, the worst, worst, worst. This kid does not have a chance. <sighs> so, Paige, were they worst humans? You sound like an asshole. What? <laughs> How? These well, people are horrible. Yeah, I mean, they're horrible. I mean, they're horrible to themselves. They're going to be the people. You mean, I'm so, I, I, I can almost guarantee you that they take those automatic wheelchair cars in Walmarts because they're just but too they're, they? they're just too lazy to walk around probably but they walk to 7-eleven yeah because the wheelchairs aren't available so I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that when they go to walmart they are like those sloths that are just like driving around that is possible <laughs> that is possible so 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 you think i'm being an asshole well i mean you're just because actually i when i see really obese people i don't feel anything feel like if they're buying 10 bags of Doritos if they're eating in the place like I don't no. really care but I don't know if it's just me no because I, I don't yeah. I don't see them when they're just down the street I don't notice them I don't notice anything <laughs> my brother on the other hand he could we'll have him on the show at some point he will talk up a storm about his views especially since being back from Israel but anyways I usually don't say anything but just seeing them in action buying like this ungodly amount of food and then a coke a giant coke and I just felt but like, it's like fuck. That's, I mean, it's like that's what they choose to do. And yeah, they're going to like 
have heart disease and whatever. There's this little, like, this little kid is with him. This little kid is with him. He's not. Well, I guess that's kind of okay. Like if the adults do it to themselves, like whatever. I guess yeah, if they're setting an example for their kid, that kind of sucks. But I wouldn't say they're like worst humans. They're just not great model humans. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I guess we're on a split here. I have to respectfully disagree. And in this humble co-host's opinion. They are the worst humans for okay. November 15th, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that they die of a heart attack to learn and teach their son a lesson to, you know, throw in an apple, throw in a banana. Might not be a bad idea. Was the son obese? He was not. He was like, well, he's a, you know, he's a little kid, so his metabolism is like super fast still. Hmm. So he's, he's fine for now. But maybe he sees his parents and he's just like, I don't want to be like you. I'm going to be a fucking bodybuilder. Oh, that's possible. Hopefully, I mean, I've that's seen possible. this. I've seen this before. I remember when I was a kid, uh, my friend's neighbors, the entire family were like his entire their entire family was like heavily obese, and like almost like at least like in four separate occasions, I saw them like all march into this minivan, and my friends like yeah, they go to McDonald's every day for dinner, and I was like, and I like McDonald's, you know, I like pizza, and I was like, wow, like this is crazy. Like, what if they can't afford to eat anywhere else? Because McDonald's is cheap. I mean, but there's poor, but there's poor people who could afford to just not eat other places or, you know, cook. It's it's right. Mm, well, the thing is, it's like the thing about American food culture: the cheapest food is the shittiest food. So, like, when you're poor, like everyone knows, you buy canned food. You know, like I was talking to my friend earlier, and she's like, "Yeah, we've been trying to save some money, so we've been eating Chef Bardie, blah blah blah." I was like, "Oh, that's me," you know, and like because it's it's. Like, it's tasty food, it's bad for you, but it's cheap. And actually, if you notice, like, people who are super healthy, who are like, I remember I had friends who'd be like, oh, you should eat better, like, you should eat this, like, organic, blah, 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 blah. That shit is expensive. And it's like, and actually, to people who go to the gym and stuff, you have to pay for the gym. I mean, you don't have to go to the gym, you could go running, like, outside or whatever, I don't know. But it's just like, I realized... To be fit and to be healthy, you have to have some sort of like you can't be poor, you know, like you really can't. Uh, I mean, there's a difference between fit. You know, you don't necessarily have to be fit, but you don't have to be morbidly obese. If you're morbidly obese, that means you're overeating and like you know. But a lot of times, it's not even about eating; it's about mental health. So it's like they could have depression. They could have some, and sometimes medication causes obesity, like it causes like weight gain. I mean, I don't know their story. I'm just saying, like, that's why when I see people who have health problems, I don't want to judge them because I'm like, I don't know what they're, what's going on with them. Like, I don't know what they're going through and stuff. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, when I see someone walking down the street, I don't say anything. But when you just see someone buying that much food, it's just like, it's jarring. It's just like, whoa. It's like, Wow. And then, like, you know, his hot dogs are already finished before he gets into the car. I mean, I'd do that. Really? With that? Yeah, with the Coke, though, and like, five bags of chips? Uh, I don't think you do. Yeah, but I don't also buy bags of chips either. <laughs> but I would even do that to the hot dog. <laughs> so yesterday night, um, I had band practice. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so before, so basically there's this, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but there's this event coming up next month where it's kind of like this open mic thing. So my friend and I decided we want to perform for it. Um, but 
Oh, so, so basically, I thought we'd just be doing covers, you know, and I have one original song that I want to perform, and we've been playing a lot of songs and is stuff. It a, and is it the JGL song? Yes. Oh. Um, okay. And it's actually... Tell, tell the hmm? show about this song. Like, Okay, so two years ago, I was sad, and I wrote um, a song, as you do when you're sad, um, and it was inspired by a dream I had where Joseph Gordon-Levitt... In a tuxedo, ballroom dances with me and literally sweeps me off my feet. And that was all I really remember from the dream. And so this song is about, like, so I have crushes on people, um, but I don't really, I'm not good at making things happen. So because of that, I'm really stagnant when it comes to, like, pursuing people. So this is this song is about that, like, that kind of just being a dreamer and not really doing anything about it. Um... And it was inspired by my dream of with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I think is an amazing guy. So I might change the name later, but it's at this point it's called "Will You Be My JGL?" And um, so I had I wrote the song two years ago, and I think by itself it sounds fine, but then I sent it to my friend, and he's kind of this. He's amazing on the guitar. So, like, yesterday he was just playing. He was like, yeah, I know every song by this one band. And he was just like, it's really complicated. I'm just like, how do you remember all this stuff? But, um, so he got my song and he started to sample over it. And yesterday we did a little jam of the song. And it's like one of those things where the song would have sounded okay on its own. But then when you get somebody else and they bring in their talents and whatever, it's like it takes it to this other level where I... Because I remember I had ideas of what I wanted it to be, but I would never have, I would never have dreamed it would get to this point because I have, I don't have those skill sets. I don't have that brain, you know, so I don't know, like, it was just amazing. I was like, whoa, like, I can't believe you took my song and made it, like, so cool. And so yesterday we started just jamming out and then I had brought my ukulele and at first I didn't think I would play it because he's so good at the guitar that I always feel like, what am I going to do? Just like plunk on the side you know so he was doing his thing and i was doing my thing and then suddenly we just got really in sync i remember he was playing this song on the guitar and i just started playing a tune on the melodica and after we were done he was like oh do you know that song i was like what song he was like you were playing that song and i was like i thought you made that riff up you know it turns out i was playing like the melody to the song that he like listened to before that i've never heard of so i was like whoa that's kind of weird like, I think a successful creative collaboration is where both people or whoever, however many people, you, I think it's best with two because it's easier, but it's like you somehow you get onto the same page, but without really communicating, like you just kind of know and you just kind of make it happen. And with music, it's kind of crazy because um, it was actually had this, um, it reminded me, me of this movie I watched somewhat recently called, shit, I forgot what it's called. It was the one I told you to watch um, with Mark Dupless in it. Um, the, something like the one I love or something. But basically, the, in one of the scenes, the, the couple, they go to couples therapy. And then the guy, the therapist, tells them, you guys just play any, you guys each play a note on the piano, any note. So they play it, and it's like the two worst sounding notes ever. <laughs> you know, and that was kind of like to say, oh, you guys are not in sync. I don't know if that really works. But in a way, I was like kind of like, yeah, we were just obviously we would start off doing our own thing. But then very quickly, we would just get in sync. And I think for but both people have to understand like music to some degree, like how notes, how like, you know, chords and whatever. But it was just I was like not really knowing what I was doing. I was just 
going with the flow. I was totally like just not even thinking, just doing. And I'm sure he was too. And we ended up making two like pieces, I would say, like they're um, instrumental pieces. And he immediately put it over. He put he would he got like voice he played it under like or be, like as background music to like voiceovers to like movies mm-hmm. and it sounded so cool it was like I to was voiceovers like, oh. with movies yeah so he got like monologues from movies and they would be talking and he put our like music to the background and it just made it it just took it to this other level where I was like wow I never thought I could make something like that I want to hear I want to hear, hear that. Yeah, he's actually, he told me, um, he's going to do that, like, I guess this weekend or whatever. I think he's going to post it on Facebook. And I was going to say, like, because I just, I always thought, like, my skill set was not up to par or something, you know. But I realized it's, like, if you find the right, kind of the right brains. And that's what I love about collaboration. Because on your own, you can do something really amazing. But if you mix it with another brain, they could take it to a place that you, you know, never imagined you could take it. Because you just... You just need another, another like opinion, another yeah, a thing fresh, to, like a, a fresh pair of eyes. Yeah, like a fresh, basically a fresh mind, you know, to like make it work. And I thought so. That was sad. That was last night, and I remember just being, "Whoa, it's crazy." Mm-hmm. We don't even have a band name yet, but and that's um, why collaboration is the best. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, yeah, we could all do our own things and stuff, but it's like to get it to that other, like the, to push it. Sometimes you need another person to help you and make it happen. I just want to tell you. I'm the one who is supposed to take care of everything. I'm the one who is supposed to make everything okay for everybody. It just didn't work out like that. And I left. I left you. You never did anything wrong. I used to try to forget about you. to try to pretend that you didn't exist but I can't you're my girl you're my little girl and now I'm an old broken down piece of meat and I'm alone I deserve to be all alone. I just don't want you to hate me. Okay? 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 Yeah, people. Friendship is power. Friendship is power. Yeah, actually, so me and my old friends, we had this little, like, group. And what was our quote? It was, oh, it was, love your work like you love your friends. There you go. Yeah. There you good. go. That's why frustrated people hate their work. They're like, I hate my friends. Because you don't know what true love is. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, people, if you if you hate your work, you'll, you'll find friends that you love. It all works out for the yeah, most part. Yeah, it's all right. You'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, it's actually, so the story that I read earlier, it was written when I was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of uh, my birthday. It must have happened that year where this was the only like big kid birthday party that I ever got as a kid where I actually legitly had like all of my friends come and all of my cousins come and we had a moon bounce in the backyard, like the whole shebang. 
that was like i think that was like my probably my most special childhood birthday because that's where like everybody came i remember like my um my neighbor's little annoying little brother who always bothered us came over and my cousin who has a short temper punched him in the face and we thought that was like the greatest thing ever <laughs> um and then, I, then i remember that birthday party got really weird because all of a sudden all my female cousins wanted to kiss me for my birthday what? and i was just yeah and i was like no no they're your cousins yeah and then and then um and then i remember like my neighbor she wanted to kiss me which like <laughs> you know she and, she and i actually she turned out like in high school she became super super hot so like i kicked myself for saying no but at the time i was, 10, I was like no and i remember like I, I don't know who i think either my cousins or like my friends someone they were holding me back from my arm tied and my neighbor she was literally coming up trying to give me a birthday kiss and I'm literally like, like I started kick, struggling with all my strength. I started kicking them in the face, like as high as to her to her head, and she finally backs off. <laughs> and it was like, wow! Like I was literally, I was like, I think I was in the in the hardcore midst of like the girls are icky stage at that yeah, point. Yeah, but I'm just like, I never got birthday kisses. <laughs> no one ever wanted to kiss me on my birthday. <laughs> Um, well, if there were like any other boys, I mean, boys just didn't want to do that. I mean, no, I mean, remember that, like, all, but it, I never like, want to kiss anyone on their birthday either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even I, I have memories of like even as far back as like second and third grade, where girls would be like, "Vince, I like you. Do you like me?" And I'd be like, "No, I hate you," and I'd run away. <laughs> like, um, yeah, no one ever told me they liked me. Um, no, I, when I, was I think a kid. I think girls told guys at that point. Like, oh, I think also I oh, going back to my song. Ever since I was a kid, I never made the movie either so <laughs> i oh, never yeah. told anyone i liked them I but think- actually i did in high school but not in in middle school and high school was i started to like be more creepily aggressive i guess <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't tell anybody that until i was in high school i remember in junior high a girl like straight up told me like like i like you do you like me so she's pretty much begging me to tell her and i still couldn't i was just too freaked out like I think, honestly, I just wasn't ready for that kind of thing. Yeah. I was. I mean, I was 11 and I had my first boyfriend. And then I broke up with him a couple months later, as you do when you're 11. <laughs> um, but then after that, it was weird. Like, I had that boyfriend. And then I just went through, like, a complete personality change where suddenly I just was afraid of everybody. So I was, like, yeah, I think when I was 11, it was weird. And I feel like I was just, I was really extroverted. I was really like outgoing, talkative. You were an E. When I no, I was mostly. I think I, as a kid, I was an INFJ, and then at one point in sixth grade, because for me, because I was I was always switching to through schools. So I would like every new school I went to, I would be like super shy, and then by the time right before I left, I was not shy anymore. I had like friends and stuff, but then I would leave gets sent to another school. So I think fifth grade, yeah, I remember going to my new school and then um, everyone, people thought I couldn't speak English because I was so quiet. And then the next year, I guess I had, you know, gotten more confident and more, you know, sure of myself. And I was, yeah, I was really, I was pretty outgoing. Not super outgoing, but I mean, I got the boys to like me (laughs) enough. (laughs) And then I remember seventh grade, yeah, I was like super flirty and stuff it was weird and then i got called out for it like some people were like we don't like how you're behaving blah 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 and i got really self-conscious i think that's what happened i like kind of was like oh i shouldn't be like this you know and then i and then but then by that time i was in high school anyway so complete new school way more people and that's when i got really scared and so i just 
was completely i was basically like invisible until senior year because in senior year i was like you know what it's my last year i don't want to be ignored anymore i'm gonna be hot looking and I like give myself a makeover and stuff and like i mean i didn't really get anybody then but whatever I, i'm just curious to see what like super flirty page is like like wow i can't even imagine i was 12 <laughs> oh oh my god <laughs> Okay, well, I'm imagine, I, mean, I was imagining you at least like fourteen. So. No, actually fourteen. I was completely like, I was, I was, I was literally invisible. Like no one saw me, no one noticed me, and I was okay with that because I didn't want to be seen. You know, so I, I would say freshman sophomore year, I didn't want to be seen. Junior year, I got really sad because I wasn't seen. <laughs> <laughs> and then senior year is when I did something about it. it. You know what? It was weird because when I was like in high school, probably I was I was super flirty. But and I was like and I and I, and I, and I like and the outside I looked super confident, but then I could never make the move to tell someone like, oh, I want to I want to date you or if I liked you. So I would flirt with girls hardcore, and they would be expecting things, and then like I would just stop <laughs> because like that's as far as I could go at that point. Actually, even when in senior year, when I was like, all right, I'm gonna be hot like and dress more trendy, but not do anything about it, <laughs> and hope that somebody notices me. And actually, I did get more attention from guys, um, but I didn't. But I think they were shy too. I don't know. But anyways, fuck high school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I remember, I remember, like after high school, I think this was towards the end of my dark, the dark years, which were what did I say before? They were like um, ages eighteen to twenty mm-hmm. around there. I remember when I started getting out there more, and like, and like I had met a girl, and like. I'd wanted to ask her out, and so like I left her. So she gave me her number, and like two months later, I finally called, and like I left this, I left this voicemail, like, "Hey, this is this is this is Vic. Um, do you want to do you, you want to like yeah, we should hang out, maybe get some coffee sometime. All right, call me back." She didn't call back because I was like months later, but like I remember, like that was my first step in you know making effort. Yeah. Oh my god. So okay, cut this out later. But uh, so. Huh. Because you know how we were talking about, like, oh, if a guy likes somebody, or if you, somebody crushes on somebody, they like their statuses and stuff, right? Oh, no, I said, I said that. I'll yeah, like, you said I, that. I, I, I said, I said that, like, I'll, I'll never like selfies, and I rarely like like yeah, a girl's phone. But if I like her selfie or something, that's me I'm making a statement. <laughs> you know, at least a yeah, personal statement for myself. And saying, so like, I re- that happened. We're like. Fucking Facebook. Facebook knows who you like. Because they do. Because they'll know who you probably go on the pages and stuff like that. Because Facebook doesn't always tell you. Like, actually, Facebook never really tells me when you like something. That's completely random, you know? So, basically, they told me, like, oh, f*** likes likes this post. It was an old fucking post. It wasn't a new post either. And I was just like, uh, I was, it was like, hey, please post. And I was like, <gasps> And I was like, oh, I guess. I was like, all right. So there goes that. I'm just going to like, yeah. Well, I'm just, I, I meant that for me, though. I don't know if other people. If no, be- I feel like most people, especially if you don't like people's posts. No, you know, like if you- but, but I like, no, the thing is, I like people's posts all the time. Oh, you do? Yeah. If people post things, like, especially if it's something clever or funny or, you know, if it's interesting or movie. Like, I, li- I, I like a lot of posts all the time. I meant for me to like a selfie. Oh. Like, no, because... That's I was a big just, deal for me. It was just weird to me because they never show me what likes, you know? They never... I don't get it on my newsfeed. But all of a sudden, I get it. So then I'm thinking... So I'm just like, oh, like, that was weird. Why did they notify me of this, you know? 
And then I just thought, I was like, oh, I guess, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I should move on. <laughs> I guess I should stop thinking about him. But, um, yeah, it's like, all right, whatever. We're recording on an hour and eight now, so um, I think that's a, that's a show. Yes, that's a wrap. Even though the story that I read was like from when I was uh, a little kid. I, I, you know, I talked before that I wanted to do this for like our, our current stories and maybe from our zines and stuff. I so. like layers. So basically, if a podcast was just like, all right, we're just going to talk about our day. I have this. That's why I liked our segments because I felt like it was adding another layer to this, this kind of like repeated, like um, consistent layer. That's kind of consistent. I like these little segments like our worst human of the week or cry of the week like that's like always there and then we have our yeah we talk about our day or some interesting topic that's another layer but then we have these like blasts from the past like because in my head i'm seeing this like a collage that's why i'm like oh my god yes <laughs> like this ha- this kind of like hand hand drawn element to it you know <laughs> yeah so another piece it. of the puzzle added yeah and I like that um, because yeah, ultimately this podcast is, it's about us it's about our lives and stuff and the, with that said, it's like I like to know more about the people. If I was a listener and I got into it, I'd be like, well, clearly I'm listening to them talk about shit. So I want to get to know the people behind the voices. You know? Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to find – yeah, I'm going to try to find more like old stories, maybe things, maybe other weird things that I drew, wrote when I was a kid. Paige, I hope you find more too. We'll read them on the show. I will. I'm going to – when I go back home, I have a whole box. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah. And you know what? Listeners, like – this this is about you too. So if you guys have any stories, old or new, that you want that you want us to like read, it, we'll read it on the air. We'll give our review, our thoughts, and you know what? Not only that, we like to read stuff. So just send it anyway because <laughs> we want to read it, and we'll read it on the show. <laughs> Highly encouraged. You could yeah. and you, you interact send, with us. Yeah, you could message us on Tumblr or at mutuallyawkward at gmail dot com, or you could tell the story yourself in a voicemail. You know, any way you want. So, yeah. this has been, fuck, is this episode 15? Um, episode, yeah, it's episode. It is, it is. Yeah, so this has been episode 15 of Mutually Awkward. Bye-bye.